0: I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Dan and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle.
1: Welcome to World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. Welcome back, guys. And welcome back to another edition of Secret Ball Stories, where me and various guests list our top fives of a certain subject. And today, we're going to list our top five comic book movie portrayals. And I'm back with the only guest I've had on Secret Ball Stories... Nathan Smith. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome back. Are you ready to talk acting talent?
0: I certainly am. <laughs> I, 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 this is something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. Is what? is good portrayals of comic book characters.
1: Now I will give you credit. This was your idea. It was you you came to me with this idea because you thought it was a it was quite a kind of it was in the zeitgeist after after Avengers End Game. I just think that it, not enough people get credit
0: for a good comic book character performance. I mean, hmm. there's one in particular, uh, the only person who's ever won an Oscar for, for one yeah, of these. Yeah. Everyone raves on about that, but there are some wonderful performances which we don't talk about.
1: I think the the often, like you said, like it's, there's only one Oscar win for for a comic book character portrayal. I think it's because they're still sadly considered very much a genre film. You know, we do herald it for maybe special effects yeah. might win an Oscar. Like I know Spider uh, Spider Verse won a best animated film, which is quite yeah. a big deal, but. Generally, they are not even the Oscars this this year just gone or, or whatever it was where they had this the nude category the new, yeah, yeah, yeah. newest was, popular film. They were going to put that in, but they never did in the end. Did they never do I mean, it? It was never in there. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. So they kind of buckled on that. They buckled on it. Okay, because I think I think Black Panther probably would have won that yeah, no, if it was definitely. there was a lot of kind of steam behind Black Panther, which is full of great performances mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, I think I think that's correct. I don't think we're like you can see, there's some absolutely amazing comic book movies out there. We can look at The Dark Knight. We could look at Logan. These kind of deep, horrific, or what have what have you? These movies that are that transcend that. And I think the actors, you're right, they don't get enough credit for bringing to life a character that. Has been around for you know seventy, eighty plus years, and bringing that to the big screen in a way that's convincing and believable. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and it's the same with the horror genre. Mm. Uh, people don't really appreciate um, sort of like screen queens and like yeah. a good sort of horror performance. Again, there must only be like one or two people in the mm. history of the Oscars. I think I think won. the
1: the Exorcist was a big one. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's like because it's a comic book or a horror, or sometimes even when it's a comedy, yeah. it's not as good as a performance. Yeah,
1: people, I, th- I think that's I think that's unfair. Cause yeah. they, I think they think there's kind of like throwaway media, mm. like it's like oh, it's just oh, it's just some trash. Um, but there's some absolute talent behind it, and mm. a lot of kind of big directors and big, you know, big talents got their kind of. That's where they learn their craft in those yeah. kind of genre cult grindhouse movies. You wouldn't have had Oliver Stone did a film with Michael Caine where he cuts off his hand and then he starts killing people, you know. And then he went on to do Platoon, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. it's things like that. But um, let's let's get back to the to the subject anyway. So I believe you wanted to exclude a certain performance that you were just you yes, we were did. just talking about. let so let's talk about that and why that is.
0: I just think. Heath Ledger's wonderful, amazing performance mm. as the Joker. I would like to exclude from this list mm. because we all know that's amazing. Yeah, it
1: is. It is. We, uh,
0: it, you know, like I would rather talk about some of the
1: other ones. Yeah. Um, and give space to talk mm. about that. So, like, just the unheralded ones. Yeah. I, I think I'm 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 not gonna ban it, but I'm 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 not personally gonna include uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman because yeah. that is kind of. Yeah that's the, the the main go-to everyone mm. goes to that um the ones the my five that i've picked um there is an order to them but the five i picked of with comic book performances sometimes they do the characters do get reimagined for the screen they can yeah, be, yeah they can be changed altered in many ways small ways and in big ways galactus was a you know a cloud yeah for example yeah. which was quite a famous you know angry fanboy moment but for me i've chosen the and and some of the some of the, like um Danny DeVito's penguin I've I've excluded even though I absolutely love that performance. I I've excluded that cuz it's not in line with the original comic book t- betrayal. So I am I am going for the most accurate representation from page to screen of these characters that have almost just been carried over almost effortlessly. It's not effortlessly, but that's exactly why why I've chosen the top five that I have.
0: Mine are performances I've enjoyed and wonderful casting. You know, some, some really, really good casting. Um, so I, I, th- I think that's a running theme with mine. That's the right person who should play yeah. that role. So
1: the casting director is a big, a big. Oh part. yeah, yeah. I,
0: I think getting the right person. Saying that, you know, like we've seen over the last week. Yeah. With Robert Pattinson and yeah. everybody kicking off about that, everyone mm. said the same thing about Heath Ledger. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> said the same about Michael Keaton. Yeah.
1: Ben Affleck, even Ben yeah. Affleck, really, you know, and yeah. and, it, and it happens. But I think give them a chance, see the final yeah. film, see the final product, and then we'll, you know, we can judge it on its merits yeah. then. Judge yeah. the performance when you've seen it in full. So, shall we get started?
0: Let's get started.
1: I'm going to start with yourself, put the pressure on you. Yeah. What's your number five?
0: My number five is a wonderfully underrated performance. Ooh. Very small. Here we go. But it is Kelsey Grammer. As beasts oh, in good X-Men one.
1: Three, the Last Stand, the Last Stand, which which it really wasn't the Last Stand. Yes, there's many stands after. There's many stands
0: after. I just think it is an example of perfect casting.
1: Mm-hmm. A little
0: bit out of his comfort zone, I guess. Yeah, particularly at the end where he's fighting and, and throwing he's flipping people around. And stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought he was wonderful in the role. He was funny,
1: and I believed it. Um, I think I think Kelsey Grammer was the absolute best choice for Beast. He's he's got that kind of. Education, that kind of erudite charm. You know, he doesn't. He's never too pompous. He's very yeah. lovable. He's a big kind of cuddly teddy bear slash blue ape slash cat. However, you know, whichever interpretation you're looking at, um, you know, he's like athletic. He's got good powers. I, I, I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought, and he even says one of the catchphrases of a Beast in the in the comics is, "Oh my stars and garters," <laughs> uh, which he says in the film, which I, I absolutely loved. What's that? There's a line where it's like uh, he's like. He's like, I can't remember how it goes, but it's something like, all men must, and then he's like, oh, what the hell? And just stops being. (laughs) 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 He tries to do like this big, like, eloquent quote, and he's just like, just flipping him back. And to be honest, that's, for me, you know, Nicholas Holt is not. The beast no. that I like. I mean, the the des- his designs for his outfit have been rubbish. Um, like he looks like the a blue wolf man at the moment. Like the last few things, yeah. he looks like a blue wolf man. And no one, he's never really shown off his powers really very well. No. And I think in Last Stand, they really do show off everything about Beast and and, and he's, quality. Stock- he's
0: supposed to be stocky and yeah. kind of like end yeah. I mean, this is the weirdest thing, if we were to compare Kelsey Grammer's body to sort of Michael yes. body, like, he yeah. it is, it is quite a stocky yeah, big big man, a barrel doesn't he? Chest yeah, he yeah. like, and that's exactly what I kind of see Beast, ever since I I fell in love with X-Men, the animated mm. series, when I was yeah. younger, and the Beast on that was the, the Beast I yeah. grew up with, and then particularly when I yeah, did the, the comics, yeah. Uh, when I was in um, uni with you, his vo- that was his voice. Yeah. That um, he is supposed to be Blue Frazier. Yeah,
1: he is Blue. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And they've they've cast it absolutely on the nose, perfect. And they get all the kind of the parts of the character I would want to see. Like they even get the kind of the kind of self hatred and mm. the self doubt of him being a big blue freak. Yeah. You know, and and because there's a bit with the child uh, leech, who can. Cure the mutants of their powers. He goes to shake his hand. Yeah, Yeah, he goes to shake his hand. He goes and he's like, "Oh, my hand's normal." And he's like, "Well, human-looking anyway." Um, And he's like, and the the kid apologizes. He's like, "No, no, don't be, don't be sorry for this. This is, this is fine." And that's the temptation of the whole cure aspect and that angle of the film. Sadly, there was some not so great casting as well in that film. Yeah, Um, you know, on the Jaggernaut Beach, uh, especially. don't know why i don't know why they hired him it's ink- a movie which has the best casting and the worst casting indeed in indeed. the same film yes um yeah i think that was uh, i think that's an excellent choice and i i didn't choose it because i thought you might yeah. uh, i love I, but but that's one of the reasons why i didn't i would have chosen it if i knew you were going to mm. choose it but i had a, a very strong inkling that you would yeah. but i'm going to come up with mine my first number 5 is going to be from the same universe. Oh, yeah. It is Rebecca Romaine as Mystique. Oh, great, yeah. In the original X-Men. So not the Jennifer Lawrence version, because I don't agree with what they did with the character. Yeah. So Rebecca there she was kind of a model slash actress. She was Romaine Stamos at the time, I remember. They kind of redesigned Mystique, because in the comics she's just kind of blue skin as is kind of white yeah. dress, um, lots of skulls. Um, but in this, they kind of make her kind of almost like sort of reptilian. Yeah. Kind of this yeah. kind of this kind of weird kind of um, kind of pattern on her on her skin, and it made more sense to, for her to be effectively naked in the film. We don't get a lot kind of in the three films we have with Mystique. We don't actually get a lot with her. We don't get a lot of kind of details into who she is, but we get enough. What the, my main problem with Mystique, the Jennifer Lawrence Mystique, was you gave her too much. Screen time, you give yeah, it too much information. Yeah, yeah. Mystique lost her mystique, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was quite important. And and what's what's interesting about her character, even in this, is you don't kind of know. In the first three films, you kind of don't know her allegiance. Like it could change. You don't. Yeah. Know, you don't know what she's thinking a hundred percent of the time. Even what she's doing or who she's pretending to be, and and when she takes on those characteristics. It's really interesting. Some there's some absolutely great scenes, like the bit with the security guard in X Men Two, where she's like flirting with him and then stabs him. Yeah, pumps him in, yeah, pumps full of yeah. iron, and there's like, "Too much iron in your blood," you know, all that. And and she's great, and she's she has fun with it. And you know that bit where she's like pretends to be Wolverine again in X Men Two, and then flips them off as she's sliding through the door. Mm. Some amazing like choreography as well, and she just there's something kind of mysterious and darkly sexual about her character. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful performance and a and a great rendition of that character. Again, in the comics, she's never been a good guy. Like yeah. she's never. It never, ever been a good guy. The only reason, the only th- her main motivations is mutant supremacy and what what is best for her children. Mm. And the children don't necessarily agree with what's best. She thinks is best for mm. them, but she will do it anyway to protect them. There's kind of that maternal, motherly instinct. And I quite like this. This kind of most of her lines are actually said by the other actors. Yeah, when she yeah, when she's portraying, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, which kind of remind me of the Spider-Man animated series yeah. with the Chameleon, because he actually doesn't have a voice actor. He just speaks through the impersonations he does, which I thought was really, really cool. But I think I think the design actually works so well. It was a design so good that they actually used it in the comics for a little mm. while. They brought it back to a kind of original design, but she's darkly kind of, you know, just a brilliant kind of femme fatale with the mm. kind of, the extra kind of, secret agent vibe and the kind of the mutant power as well is fantastic and i think remain stemless so again she doesn't have that much screen time but she has the presence and and i think less is more <laughs> like with clint eastwood when he did the man with no name trilogy he said give me less lines yeah, yeah. he said give me less lines because i want to have more of a presence and i think exactly that is exactly what rebecca remain has in this movie uh, in all her movies where she plays mystique she has that mystique now the jennifer lawrence version again i I just I just don't like it because she never really does anything in the movie. Yeah. She kind of just stands there and goes, we're the X-Men. We're mutants and proud. Yeah. And that's literally about it. She never kind of helps. And now she's kind of a big star. She, every every film I see her in, she is less and less bothered about being in it.
0: Um, there's that lovely moment, though, in First Class where she goes to seduce... Mm uh Michael Fassbender. Oh, That's right Magneto yeah Yeah and um she he says you're a little bit too young and yeah. she turns into the older actress Yeah yeah isn't That's a, I thought yeah. that was a really nice yeah. cameo she's That was like, a lovely little cameo And uh
1: and yeah and and it's quite heartbreaking as well in the third one where she gets cured and then Magneto's like she was so beautiful Yeah and oh. she's yeah and he, now she's human he doesn't give a shit and and in the comics, she I'll I'll be fair in the like she's not related to Nightcrawler or Rogue in these, but it kind of there's a nice little scene with her and Nightcrawler, and mm. he's like, "Why don't you look normal all the time?" And she's like, "We shouldn't have to." Yeah, yeah, which is really nice. And and again, there's in the comics, she has really doesn't have that much of a connection with Magneto. She yeah. actually led the Brotherhood. Yeah. Like, in her rendition of the Brotherhood, she led that. So she never she kind of agreed with the sentiment, but she never really worked with him directly but again fantastic performance mm. from her as well a very credible actress she's been in some great films as well she makes a, a great femme fatale but yeah i think incredible um let's move on so what is your number four this is a bit of a curveball
0: oh i love a good curveball it's a bit of a curveball because it was a breath of fresh air and it's a very recent one but i am going to go for Kate blanchett In uh, Thor's Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok as Hella. As Hella, which was so pantomime. (laughs) But I I mean, maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed this performance Mm. if her bad guy hadn't followed the unused, bloated. Yeah. Christopher Eccleston yeah. bad guy. I
1: mean... Uh, Malekith the Dark Elf. Yeah,
0: like, Marvel are very hit and miss with bad
1: guys. I think they have improved, though. They've improved. I think they've improved drastically. You
0: know, for, for every Loki... You you have a dark elf. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean even sort of like Ant Man, the original,
0: like Oh he I I
1: imagine to be fair, I imagine a lot of yellow jacket stuff is on the is on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I I think when there is an issue with a Marvel movie, it's they've not done the bad guy right. Sandman was nothing...
1: I, actually, I, I didn't mind Sam. You know, I didn't mind Sam, and I think Venom was naff. No,
0: Venom was naff. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's a shame. And these days, when they've got so much CGI budget as well, they mm. just smother them in CGI. Oh, yeah, they're not terrifying. The there's no presence. But what they did with Kate Blanchett is they went. She's a very good actress, and you don't need to give her any of that. No, just let her be her. Really camp and silly she was like hissing she was yeah, like she
1: was she was just like full of evil and, and just, just spat it out in every sentence and do you know what you could tell
0: she was loving it yeah Because I was reading an interview I think it was a children yeah. who like convinced her to take the role yeah because um, they're obviously fed up of seeing her in period dramas yeah. and like yeah. stuff that they can't yeah. watch no- notes on a scandal <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like mom,
1: don't do another notes on a scandal please
0: and, I mean like for Ragnarok was a breath of fresh air mm. as a movie anyway for, for the Thor franchise, yeah, yeah. um, it, and set up the end game. Um, yeah, yeah, Infinity War. Yeah, in, he yeah, he's, he's, yeah,
1: he's he's had a, mm. a really interesting arc in yeah. his last three films. Yeah, he has done. he's yeah, like, had a great arc. And
0: I think Kate Blanchett really helped that. Like yeah. it brought up the the danger. Yeah. I thought because she was cool. She was she was sexy. She was mm-hmm. camp. Funny. Yeah, she was funny. Like, she was really funny. She was funny. really, really funny in that. Yeah. And it's everything I want from a good villain in
1: a comic book film. I just want them. I want the actor. Yeah, exactly. Coming chewing through. the scenery. And that's and that's exactly what what she did. And I think she had like you said, she had so much fun with the role. And apparently like when she was when she was like 'Cause she throws out all these kind of... Because she's the goddess of death, she's throwing out all these daggers and stuff and all these like weapons. And apparently when she was doing the rehearsals, she would make the noises. She'd be yeah. like, Choo choo choo, choo choo and they're like, Can you stop making the noises, <laughs> please? <laughs> but I think she's fantastic. I think that character is I was really worried they weren't gonna have the uh, excuse me, the Jack Kirby headdress. Yeah. yeah. But I'm so glad that it that that movie was so Jack Kirby, which is exactly what I wanted out of that. And she you know, and, and she's not like it's not like she's like a rubbish Goddess of death. She kills a lot of people. Yeah, she does. Like she, you know, the Warriors Three. If you're a fan of the Warriors Three. Then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sif is <laughs> <Very> still... quickly. <laughs> yeah, Sif is still knocking about. Uh, but to be fair, we've had, um, you know, uh, Zachary Levy went off to do Shazam, which was mm-hmm. very good. Uh, another another great role and, you know, might well have been included on this mm-hmm. list. I, I didn't include in mine, but there you go. Just fantastic, great fun. And there's a lot going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of characters in it. There's a lot of stuff. And she doesn't get that much screen time, but the screen time she has, again... Great. Amazing, like you want. You're like, when, when can I go back and see Hella more? Let's have another yeah, scene yeah. with Hella. Let's see this. Let's do do that. You know what? What are you the god of again? You know, it's just such a fun movie. Like I think we went. I think I saw it a second time with you. Yeah. And you know, most of the time you're like, mm, well, you know. You love these comic book movies, so I'll kind of, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll gauge how I you you feel about it and how I feel about it. But we but you came out of that and went actually that was amazing. Oh, that was hilarious. It was yeah. So so great good. and it was it was a, it was great fun, and and everybody's great in it. Hulk's great in it. It's probably the the best Hulk I've seen as yeah, well. Definitely one of the best. Like the, they just nailed it. Actually.
0: It's one of the best ensemble. um Marvel Films, which is not an avengers, yes,
1: agreed, agreed, and it's got again it's got so many characters, so much going on, but they somehow they manage Marvel managed to balance all this so well, and it and it boggles the mind, I don't know how they do it because every other film seems to struggle with these large cats yeah. and stuff, but amazing, amazing, well, I've got a bit of a I've got a bit of a fun one next, mm. and I think it's one you'll appreciate as well. I'm gonna go with my number four will be Marv, Mickey Rock from Sin City, I think. This performance is, again, not a lot of screen time. Not a lot of screen time. There's three, no, there's three yeah. stories in it. Kind of they intertwine a little bit. But Marv is one of the kind of sweetest, darkest, grimmest, grittiest characters there are. He's created by Frank Miller. He's, he's a, there's a story of a, a kind of this kind of bruiser, kind of former boxer, brawler, fighter, who's old, ugly, scarred, damaged, brain damaged. You know, he's just... He's, spending his nights drinking away at strip club and Mickey Rourke is all of those things <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so there's, it, more.
1: there's almost there's almost you know they couldn't have cast a better... like he didn't even probably didn't have to do that much acting really yeah. um you know he's a former he's had to have surgery he's a former boxer you know um he has he had a lot of issues you know he's in his youth but my god does he you know he gets the sensitivity of this character, the mm. love and that genuine emotion. Um, he gets the the grim and grittiness of the of the noir esque feel to the you know the dilemma. But again, he's he's not he's not like a he's not an unintelligent guy either. No. he kind of reminds me kind of of a Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, very yeah. much like that. And and it's
0: just a little glimpse, isn't it, of Goldie? It's just one evening with That's Goldie, it. It. which just kind of changes his own perspective and it gives him something to live for.
1: It gives him something to live for and to die for. Yeah. You know? And and that's and that's what the whole I think it's the hard goodbye I think the storyline's called, but it was just Sin City originally. But that that film is a gorgeous film. Like go back and look at it. Do not seek seek out the sequel because that is. I was going to say like, um, has rubbish. that
0: affected your opinion of his performance?
1: <laughs> well, again, he's not he's not in the other one, the second one, that much. He's got a small storyline. I think it's about um, someone setting homeless people on fire. It's very Frank Miller, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, it hasn't affected the performance. I think the the film stands really well on its own anyway. Um, even though it's intercut with all these yeah. different stories, he, he's absolutely perfect in the role, and and I and I, I think it reinvigorated his character. Uh, well, not his character, his his career.
0: He did until he just fell out with everybody.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he Bat- did it, it again. Everything. Did it again.
0: He'll but, be back again in five years.
1: But how similar is Marv to his character in the wrestler?
0: Oh good god, yeah, it's pretty
1: much the same character. And mm. I think, and I think that was kind of almost his audition mm. to again. People went, "Oh my god, he actually, he's, Mickey Rourke is great. Why haven't we seen Mickey Rourke mm. in anything for ages?" And then the second he gets this kind of spotlight, and it's a comic book movie. Which always grabs people's attention, even if it's you know bad or good or what have you. Always grabs people's attention, and then after that, again, Darren Aronofsky, boom, wrestler yeah. all over, and again, like Goldie, and it's quite hard to like to balance all those things because he's not a, he's not a dumb character either because he he can, he, says, he does some pretty intelligent and pretty fucked up things yeah. um, in in the in the film in the space of the film, and he uses his mitts. Yeah. Is it. uh, and it's uh, it's just it's just gorgeous, and I it's a genuine car- and I love these I love these kind of simpler characters mm. that they're, they're not the kind of megalomaniacs or the or the you know the gooder than good kind mm. of heroes. They're kind of somewhere in the between, like, and that's what noir's all mm. about. It's kind of those they're doing the right thing, but they're a bit more of a damaged person, a bit more, and they've done bad things to do the right thing, so, and that kind of um, you know the ambiguity of your kind of moral actions. Yeah. Is, is what's great and I think he absolutely nails it and I know, I know it's one of your favourites as well one of your favourite kind of performances you dressed up once for uh, one yeah, of my birthdays that certainly did as, as, as Marv as Marv yeah <laughs> all the plasters and everything okay so that was my number what that was your number four We that was it so you no, did four, four four we're we don't so we're on threes we're on three we're on three okay here we go
0: when we started this I was talking on about perfect castings okay and since I've said that mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this number three and He couldn't be further away from what the comic says he is. Okay. But the actor's charm and believability as the longest running comic book character Mm -hmm. performance Mm -hmm. has been so influential to the whole scene. Yeah. And it's probably the biggest issue with the final two Avengers movies that he doesn't appear. He, he doesn't appear.
1: Okay, and it I is... think I think I know who you're talking about.
0: That's right. We're talking about. Aquaman, no. <laughs> Um We're talking about Wolverine.
1: Wolverine. Yeah. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Wolverine. From every X-Men movie. Yeah. Ever. But yeah, tell us tell us more. Why, why this one?
0: I just think, although... Who did he uh, remind me of the actor's name who almost oh, got said um, He's the Scottish actor...
1: Oh, what's his name? Oh, it's... Oh, I escaped tip. My, it's on the tip of my phone. Uh, Doug Ray Scott. Yeah. Doug Ray Scott. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Only because of scheduling coffee. Conflicts with Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, did he end up getting this? Ama- role? Amazing movie, though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> lots of doves and motorbikes. Yeah, I I just think, and maybe it's because
0: he's had the most um, time and opportunities to to do it to grow as to a grow as yeah. a character. He has created this funny, deep, tender character, lovable. I mean, he's he's
1: had some bombs in that yeah. in, in that time there, oh uh, you know. Yeah.
0: Last Stand
1: is. Uh, oh well, I think I think ridiculous. Wolverine. I think Wal- then, Wolverine Origins is Wolverine, Origins is
0: Wolverine Origins is bad as bad as. I know your well. brother. I know
1: your brother quite likes Wolverine Origins, but <sighs> yeah, it's awful. It's um,
0: awful. Um, I, I I just think he was the right person for the job, even though he's probably not the right casting. No, if you uh,
1: so so if we if we go if we go back to the kind of original comic book interpretation, um, early on he was basically just a kind of. Short serial killer yeah. basically, and Cyclops is constantly going, Please stop killing people, <laughs> Wolverine! Like those early yeah. comics, that's basically all he does. It's like, I want to kill somebody, no, we don't mm. kill, you yeah, know, that, that's pretty much just them arguing constantly. And then, even his love for Jean is a bit creepy early on. If yeah. you read those original comics, it's a little bit weird, uh, a bit like Professor X's early mm. love for Jean, uh, that's also very creepy as well. I <laughs> just think it's interesting that he's you know you're doing something right when
0: you can take a character which is effectively quite unlikable yeah. and make him the the leader of the X-Men, which yes. I know a lot of people have got an issue with. Mm. yeah. Um, and, the, you know, we can talk for uh, yeah, hours yeah, exactly. about... The, Cyclops, the lack the, of Cyclops. The lack of Cyclops yeah. in the X-Men movies. Mm. X-Men 2 is one of my favourite comic book movies. Yeah. And he steers that movie. He does. I mean it's and it's it's very
1: much about him. And I think I mean everyone loves Wolverine for a reason, you know, yeah. and and I love Wolverine as well. And I'm a big I'm a big fan yeah. and, and I think he's he's grown with the character. Like like you can look at all these other characters that have been replaced and, yeah. and recast. There's only one Wolverine. There is only one Wolverine. And, a, and
0: I know there's this talk now, there's a new Wolverine, and I'm sure, you know, there's a very good chance that it'll mm. be very very good. But like you always say these are your words yeah. about the first X Men. If there wasn't the first X Men movie, we wouldn't have all of this no, now.
1: Definitely not. And
0: and I think Hugh Jackman's performance and his standing power as Wolverine has meant that we've we've
1: been able to have Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and Chris Evans yeah. who've gone on some to amazing, yeah. And uh, he's he is great. And again, like you said, he makes you. He is. Effectively, you know, this he murders people with claws, quite brutally. You know, cuts heads off, hands off, and yeah. all sorts of stuff. But it's it's kind of the the ultimate kind of bad boy. Mm-hmm. You know, that lovable bad boy. And, and I I love Wolverine. And I do like Wolverine. I remember Angry Andy Knowles, and when the trailer for I think it was uh, Apocalypse came out, it's like, "Where's Wolverine?" And I was like, I was like, Andy, you, you do know the the sum total of the X Men is not just Wolverine. <laughs> And he was like, "Yeah, but I want Wolverine." And then, lo and behold, the next trailer was like, "Ching!" And I was like, oh. "For me, I, I really hope when Marvel Other the rights back, I think it's a great thing. If you're going to do the X Men, leave Wolverine out of it. Focus on these amazing characters, these great characters, and then I have Wolverine come in loads later when the memory of Hugh Jackman's died out a little bit. Yeah. I do. I do think that a bit with Batman as well. I think we do. I think characters can there can be overexposure. Yeah, even, even is, in movies. Yeah, yeah. Even in I movies. The Punisher had five different comics in the nineties. Yeah. We didn't need five different comics of a guy yeah. shooting criminals. We did yeah. we didn't. And there was five Spider-Man comics as well, and we probably didn't need that either. Mm. And I think it happens to the movies as well, is that we had we've had a lot of Wolverine and we've had a lot of Iron Man, but we're not gonna get any more Iron mm-hmm. Man. No. Um and, but, but just to,
0: I think me, the big disappointment with me is that for all of these deals and everything which has been going on, like they couldn't have just signed one bit to give everything the one thing everything yeah. everyone wanted was when those are all those circles were yeah. right at the end of Endgame mm-hmm. If Hugh Jackman would just have come out, out for that yeah. final battle, some joke about who the hell's he. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing here? Yeah.
1: Um I mean But wouldn't that have just been the a lovely it wouldn't stop and 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 I think nobody nobody here listening and nobody are gonna argue that he's not ha- he's not a great Wolverine he's a good Wolverine and he carries all that kind of hurts that anger that anguish. <sighs> Um, the kind of lone samurai, yeah. kind of rage-filled mm. bestiality, and yet the tender side as well. He's yeah. a, a phenomenal talent and continues to be. And uh, a
0: good-looking man. He is exactly. a very good-looking, good-looking, man. And, looking
1: man. and he is he is hench. As I, mean, that, he is I mean, I mean, the,
0: the beauty of Hugh Jackman is whatever you put him in. You know, whatever you think of the Greatest Showman, any of his other movies, he has so much presence and he has yeah. so much charisma that it doesn't matter that The Greatest Showman. Plots, shit.
1: I, I, to be honest, most musicals yeah. are, are, are is a bit like
0: big. It, it doesn't matter that it's all a little bit ridiculous. Yeah.
1: You kind of love Hugh Jackman, yeah.
0: like and and, and that is a for. skill. Um, I mean, he just recently
1: he, has, he recently performed in Manchester, he did. didn't he? he? Did a he did a big show um, with all these kind of musical numbers and mm. stuff, and and people went out to see him not because he's Wolverine. Because he's huge Jackman. He's Hugh Jackman, he is Hugh Jackman. and yeah. and yet he is Wolverine as well. He's don't so get me wrong. incredibly musical thing. He is he's lovely. Like it's great I was, to know that. When I was at college, they put on a video of Oklahoma, yeah. and and it was like, oh, what a beautiful morning. And then I was like, it's Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wolverine, in Oklahoma. How, how weird is that? Um, and that was so so mm. bizarre to me. But I had no idea of his kind of musical background, and he is. Super talented, and he's he's made some great films. Like there's some lots of great films as well. But yeah. that's any actor. But You've he seen prisoners. No, I've not seen prisoners. Great. I want to watch. I do Jay, want to watch. Uh, prisoners Jake Gyllenhaal. Am I, I watch that?
0: Um, you know, and like I said, just to put this is kind mm. of a full stop uh, uh, for it, just in case people are getting annoyed about it. But like, <laughs> I'm aware the perfect sort of Wolverine would be a Danny DeVito. Yes. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> there's he, a peti- there's sure. currently a
1: petition, a very popular petition. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so like he's not the perfect casting. No, no.
1: But he's, he's not did accurate.
0: Making the perfect
1: character. Mmm sounds oh, corny. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I th- I agree. I agree. And like some sometimes the casting is a little off. It is a bit unusual. Like you know, a Michael Keaton or a Heath Ledger, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're gonna get a bad performance yeah. or so, you know. There's there's a chance there's a, you know there's a small chance there's a big chance you know these these big companies take these risks on casting these people yeah. for a reason because they have they believe in these yeah. people they believe in these people are gonna portray those characters to the best of their ability mm-hmm. given the script given the whatever ideas behind it maybe not maybe not shack and steel yeah. <laughs> but you know this the you know everybody the, they're doing it for a reason nobody wants to make a bad movie yeah nobody wants to make a bad movie and half of that is getting the casting right Mm. and casting directors like you said have a very big part to play in this Mm. and in in getting this right so my number three let's move on to that so my number three is going to be Hit Girl Chloe Grace Moretz from Kick-Ass oh yeah great performance um Again, this is a this is a movie. You can love it, leave it, take it. However you feel about it, you know, if it's aged well, if it hasn't aged well, I remember enjoying it very much at the cinema time. However, the one person steal the show, uh, not only from the star, not only from the lead, the name character, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the other characters in it, even Nick Cage, who is given one of the best performances he's given in years. Yeah as Big Daddy, but this, you know, 12, 13-year-old girl, 13-year-old actress comes out absolutely nowhere, calls people a bunch of cunts, and then slaughters them in the space of five minutes... And you're already with her throughout the entire film, and you care about her. You want her to succeed. You you want her to swear at more people. Yeah, you, want yeah, to, yeah. you want her to shoot missiles at them and chop them up, and you know everything. Like have a butterfly knife and all that. And it's th- this performance. It just grabs you from the get go. Like I think I think the first scene is Nick Cage. is like, "Yeah, honey, burn. We'll get you some ice cream." Boom! Shoots him in the chest, and she's like, "Great. When can we go for the ice cream?" You know, yeah. straight away. And she's kind of childlike innocence, kind of juxtapose with this ultra violence it's kind of a weird it's almost she could be like a horror character she could mm. be like almost like an exorcist or a, one of these kind of child killer characters like an orphan or something like that or and but she pulls it off with such style and grace um and you know and just absolutely nails it and it's fun and it's sweet and it's heartfelt and it's brutal and it's and it's talent. and look, you've got like grown men like beating her up you know and shooting her and stabbing mm. her and all these sort of things and not for a moment do you feel like she's, like, you, you worry about her, sure, mm. but you know she's gonna, she's gonna get out of this alright. Yeah. She's, she's intelligent, she's well trained, she's, she's better than her dad, who, you know, who trained her. She's actually like the next level. Mm. She's almost like, it's like Batman trained Robin, but Robin is just better than Batman. Yeah. If you can even yeah, picture yeah. that. And, and she, she's got such charm to her, and and again, it could be like you could just think, oh, she's just you know, she's just killing you know for killing's sake and stuff. But she's got a, a proper arc, and a, and, mm-hmm. and even in the sequel, which is not as well received and not as good but he she doesn't
0: he didn't do have... any publicity for it yeah it? Even, even though the, he had the uh, gun the shootings thing.
1: yeah yeah. well he, he uses a gun in the film and then turned around quite quickly and said I can't promote this movie mm. which was probably hurt the film a bit but mm. it wasn't a great sequel to be honest but the, the hit girl stuff was actually some of the best stuff in it because um, she's kind of growing mm. up she's more of a teenager now um and dealing with kind of high school mm. and being in high school, I think she cattle prods like the popular girl, so she they all might like, shit themselves. <laughs> There's like a scene. <laughs> Go out and see that yeah. scene. Like that's the that's the best scene in mm. Kickass Two. But yeah, she's just so much fun, and, and and it's hard to like scenes like this makes me think like why have we not had a Robin? Why have we not had like a, mo- a proper movie Robin? Yeah, you know, like like a young lad or a yeah, early teens or or mid teens, not Chris O'Donnell when he's thirty five. I want, I want to see that. And that that makes me believe that people will believe that and yeah. and, and will take that on board if we saw like a kick-ass Robin. And I know we've had Titans, but again, he is quite old in Titans. He must be in his 20s. they will nice.
0: end, end up doing one, isn't be That lad from uh, Stranger Things in it.
1: Yes. Yeah. I heard it here first. So, which one's that? Which one? He's.
0: he's um, which one? Which one is he in it? He's the best. He's the best friend who looks very similar to the one who goes missing. Right. Yeah. And so he's the, in it as well. Yeah, the one
1: with the glasses in it. Because I was yeah. going to say the yeah. kid. The kid who, the other kid in it was was Captain Marvel Junior. Oh, Recently yeah, yeah. in the in the new one, but yeah, I think I think it's a fun performance. Even again, if you don't like the rest of the film, fair enough. But that performance again launched a career. Absolutely launched her career into the stratosphere. You know, she's doing Carrie now, things like that. Nathan's killing a fly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I think it's I think it made her it made her a star. It did it absolutely made yeah. her a star. I think will, she will. In yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. When she when she finally finds that, that thing like, it's a stride. Yet. I think she might just be. I think Yeah. She, when when was when was Kickass? It was like two thousand nine. Sorry, university, like, Yeah, ten, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm guessing she must be at least in the twenties now, early twenties at the very least. Um but yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz, fantastic. Can't wait to see her do do more sort of stuff like that. So yeah, brilliant. So Coming on to our number
0: two. Ah, uh, my number two is a little bit of an anticlimax. Oh no! Uh my number two is Mickey Rourke.
1: Oh, it's
0: Marv. Because do we still talk about? Her? I'm. I. I'll just. I'll just say one or two things about it. It's just now and then you watch a film and you've never seen anything quite like it. Yeah. And you know, Sin City was one of those films. It, I mean it's my favorite segment of the yeah uh, of the film. Yeah, is, yeah. is the, the Mars uh segment. And it's one of those things of balancing ultra violence and sort of a deep tender character. Yeah. And mm. and he does it spot on. Yeah. And it's he's this lovable anti-hero mm. and you know perfect casting,
1: perfect casting. Yeah. And and I think like the other segments are great, don't get me wrong, but they led they led the film with their strongest segment. Yeah, and I did. think that was important yeah. to lead with that segment. Everything else is kind of interesting and weird and wacky. Mm. You know, the yellow bastard stuff's great, and uh, the fat great uh, big fat kill—I think the other section's called—also very good. So that's a um, Clive Owen. Yeah, that's a yeah. Clive Owen one where he's got the trainers and Benicio del Toro. Yeah, uh, that as well. uh, Again, an amazing cast for mm. that for that yeah. movie, and and again, like it was Robert Rodriguez doing what he does best—big bombastic. Yeah. You know, action sequences. And it, it's it's the closest thing to a comic book come to life. Yes. Like next to maybe Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. But again, this is this is our live action thing. And this is like using technology they'd never used before. And even Frank Miller directed some of this stuff. He did go on and direct The Spirit. That's awful. Yeah. But, you know, he got his taste for it here. Even Tar- Tarantino even directed a, a scene in it. Which scene is it? So the scene in the car with the ben- yeah with Benicio del Toro and Clavero in yeah, the yeah, car. I thought it was that one. He's yeah. picturing the the Benicio del Toro's character talking to him. Yeah, it's a great um, scene. And it's an amazing scene. So like it's it's quality talent, quality creators behind the camera, quality talent in front of the camera uh quality effects, quality CGI for its time. It's 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 a phenomenal film and again if you've not seen it, go and do yourself a favour and just just watch it and just what a great kind of city. Yeah. You could even watch it in the separate segments and still enjoy it. Yeah. You can still but there's a little bit of interconnectivity it has aged well. It has aged yeah. very well. And, and so,
0: I personally think if it wasn't for Sin City you wouldn't have Deadpools, you no. wouldn't have
1: I don't think so. either don't. Yeah, or... Exactly. I mean the the CG. The CG was kind of groundbreaking what they could do, and the again, the, how many kind of decent noir films do we get now? Yeah, you know, yeah. very 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 rare that we get a decent kind of noir film. Like one one every kind of I don't know one every year maybe or something. Again, phenomenal casting. Like you said, the sweetness, mm. the lovableness, the the absolute uber violence, and and that's what it reminds me again. Like these, I love all these kind of these comic book characters, again, that are not like super scientists or superheroes or super villains. They're just kind of like the regular average guy. Like, a lot of the super villains are like, I just need to make some money because I've, nah. I've got a sick mom or something like that or, you know, and like like The Thing, I'm a big fan of Ben Grimm's you know, The Thing and he's a really simple down-to-earth character. He's not stupid, again, Not stu- when I say simple, I don't mm. mean like stupid or dumb. I just mean like they've got you know they're the the average the average joe the average mm. guy they're not super smart but they're not like super dumb yeah. somewhere in the middle i really identify with those kind of people that are going through these kind of hard times and finding some way of of trying to change their life for the better you know you know, may, might be meeting somebody one night. It might be, you know, and then you realise that they're already dead and things like that. Who knows, but, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a crazy kind of story. But, again, he grounds that story with such kind of gravitas that, you know... And, it, again, it's a fucking ridiculous story. It's absolutely stupid. But, you know, and this guy gets hit by a car and goes, mm-hmm. you know, 30 miles in the air. You know, some really comic book elements to it but it's still it felt real Mm. it feels real and the violence feel real and the the consequences feel real Mm. because it's not like superheroes where they get resurrected every five minutes there's no snaps or anything it's you know people do die you know in these so so yeah i think i you know i totally agree with you he's on my list he's on your list okay so that was your number two Mm -hmm. so my number two will be V Hugo Weaving no, from no, V for no, no. Vendetta. I was there was another. Right,
0: I need I need to stop you here. Oh okay. I've never seen it.
1: Oh what? You've never seen it. I've never seen. It. Right. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. When you're back. When you're back from Dubai. Um, I tell you what. Make a space for November the fifth.
0: Yeah, we we'll watch it. Do you November know what? Like, it's, it's been on my list for years. Yeah.
1: And I've just never been in the mood for it. Fair enough. But November the fifth is when you watch it. So. No, you know 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 what? I lie. I've watched
0: the first half an
1: hour of it. No, no, no. no, no. I just
0: got distracted.
1: No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. It's it's quite quite verbose. Yeah, it's quite a verbose movie. It's very it's a it's a thinker of a movie. Mm -hmm. There is comic book elements. There's kind of, but it's mostly a political Mm -hmm. kind of. It's it's like you know. It's a it's a communist manifesto. It's a it's a political statement Mm -hmm. in the form of a film. And and it's against, it's kind of, you know, and, and I think it gets more and more relevant each year, especially in England. Yeah. It gets more and more, there's a possibility of this could actually happen, maybe, yeah. um, sadly and scarily. But um, he's, so Hugo Weaving plays a character called V, who is um, dressed as Guy Fawkes. He, he's a kind of terrorist freedom fighter that is blowing up sort of uh, monuments, makes announcements, yeah. hacks into computer systems, does all of these things. And he's basically saying, there is something terribly wrong with this country. And if you believe that it's all so wrong, we live in this kind of fascist, mm. uh, totalitarian kind of police state, you need to help me. Mm. You need, do you, if you agree, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And he gives them kind of a year between November the fifth and November the fifth to decide what they want to do. And he keeps kind of doing these attacks and and revealing things. And there's a dark kind of political history to the the characters. Adam Sutler, who's played by John Hurt, so very much in that nineteen eighty four yeah, vein. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and they actually changed the, the original character's name to Adam Sutler because they want to sound like more like Adolf Hitler. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah, so he and he meets this girl who is. Uh, young girl just out to go see a producer for a meal, and she gets cornered by these guys, and they're going to basically rape her, attack her and rape her, because she's outside of curfew. Um, And then V saves her, and she's introduced, and he kind of introduces her. And Hugo even spends the whole time in a full face mask. Yeah. Mm. You don't see his, his lips move, you don't see his eyes, you don't see anything. Mm. And he manages to convey this this charm, the wit, the inherent tragedy to his character and his backstory. Uh, I'll try not to spoil the movie for you as best yeah, I can. Um, um, but he and sh- she kind of is kind of took into this whirlwind. She's considered a, a political enemy of the government, and it's it's really interesting. It's kind of all these kind of like the the whole the original book is quite hefty, and it's a hard read. It's not an easy read, but it is really interesting to see this kind of, kind of, you know, it's this activist, this political mm. activist that doesn't agree with, you know, the fashion, I mean, it was written during, kind of, you know, Thatcher era, yeah, yeah. kind of, so there's a lot of, kind of, that in there. Um, Alan Moore. Is that? that is Alan Moore, yes, Alan Moore, he didn't have his name on the film, because mm. he didn't, uh, but I did actually meet David Lloyd, the artist mm. once, which was really, really cool, he's a really nice guy, but yeah, Hugo Weaving manages to convey all these emotions, and all this, and it, and it's not, Like, it could easily be, like, wanky, wanky political talking. But he grounds it in a way and makes it kind of... You can swallow it in a way that it's kind of... It's not, you know, it's not pretentious. It's not over the top. It's not too much. It's not like, oh, here we go. Mm, Someone's preaching at me it's it's genuine it's coming mm. from a genuine place of his character and it's really hard as well because he he says in the he says in the film he goes i'm an idea yeah i'm purely an idea because you never know who he is you never learn who he is you never know mm. you get how he becomes who he is to a point but you don't know where he's come from before then yeah. because he could be anybody mm. he could be you he could be me it could be a woman, you know, it could be anybody, literally anybody, creed, colour, religion, what have you. Could literally be any of us. And I think that's one of the most important themes of the movie. Um, and even in the original book, um Evie, who uh, Natalie Portman's character, who is mm. phenomenal in this film as well, is absolutely brilliant. She takes on the persona of V in in the book. Um it's it's fascinating and I I I enjoy it every I enjoy it more and more every time and, and I get More and more of a kind of buzz from his performance, and again, he's he's given some amazing performances, like in and in other comic book movies. In fact, I suppose, the Red Skull. Yeah, the Red Skull, exactly. Like it, it was a it would be a difficult role for anybody else to kind of nail down. I think, yeah, because it's you're a kind of when I you know when I played Oberon years ago. You know, I, I couldn't. I I was. I had to go the other. For me, I was like, I can't relate to this character because he's he's you know the seasons. You know, he's the winds mm. and the rain and everything like that. I can't I can't ground myself in that role. So I went the opposite way. I kind of yeah. used my physical physicality to create that character from the outside in instead of to the inside out as I would usually would. And he's he's just phenomenal. He's a great talent anyway. Like everything I see him in, from Priscilla Queen the Desert to The Matrix to lord of the rings you name it he's always somebody i i watch with Mm. joyous kind of like oh what's he gonna bring to Mm. the table this time who's he who's he gonna be i think v is one of his best performances and again it's not easy to convey all those things with purely with physicality like you know you're an actor i'm an actor we know this it's it's not easy and and I did a play, which was a play version of V at one point, it, yeah. and and the actor the actor involved he was you know he did a great job and, and I, but I think even he struggled really mm. to, to do and to, to be heard as well through that face mm. mask. But again, it's and it's got a great British cast as well. Mm. Highly recommend it. But we, I will schedule that in with you. So that was my number two. So what is your final number one? Who makes the top spot for you?
0: Well. It's from my favourite comic book movie. Ooh. It's camp. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's grotesque. It's. I think it's a great casting. I know you've not included it in yours because of this. I, I, yeah, I, I had a feeling you
1: were going to include this, and I'm pretty sure I know what it is. <laughs>
0: um, Danny DeVito's Penguin <laughs> is just... Just dark and, but just I think I I've always been in the boat of that like comic books are camp comic books yeah. and films yeah, yeah. have that sense of ridiculousness and I love the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman yeah movies, of course but like there's just something about like Danny DeVito biting somebody's nose <laughs> and and having an army of penguins which just makes me so happy. <laughs>
1: It's like it's like there's that scene where he at the end where he, it's like General Patton and he's talking to them like we'll blow them we'll blow all their erogenous zones sky high and he's like he's looking out and there's just all these penguins with missiles and and targeting sensors on their eyes. It's absolutely. Stupid. But the thing is, you don't. After you, you get three quarters into the,
0: that film, and it gets to that scene, and you don't go. Well, I don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: From to be fair, yeah, you don't have that. I mean, the, the opening of the film is just like loads of circus freaks yeah. jumping around, stealing babies, and, and all yeah. sorts. I love, I love. I mean, again, I know I said earlier that he's. I've gone for the ones that are mm. you know they from the page, brought to life. You know, the classic version of that character, and Danny DeVito isn't. <laughs> that because he was just kind of the original penguin just a guy in a tuxedo but he, you know
0: like if you would have if he would have had a different director if hmm. he would have had um kenneth Branagh doing yeah, it yeah yeah he would have probably done it like a, yeah yeah a, a, a,
1: well i mean he does have the kind of the the burgess meredith laugh from the sixties, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> he has he has that he does have that element but like, like i said it's not It's not a perfect translation, but since then, that's my favourite interpretation of the Penguin. Yeah. So I kind of have to... I do have to give it And also, it's changed
0: the game. Yes. Like, yeah, we've we've had two Jokers since Jack Nicholson, Mm. and don't get me wrong, I love Jack Nicholson's Joker as well. But I do find it interesting they've never gone for the Penguin Mm. movie. Because it was so iconic. You know more so than the joke like Mm. I mean we've had even
1: like even like the the Tommy Lee Jones Two-Face was like the Joker and and even the Riddler to some degree was a bit Joker-esque but one of my favourite parts of the movie is how weirdly horny (laughs) the Penguin (laughs) is throughout the movie he's like he's like uh, you know he's uh, she goes uh, Christopher Walken's like uh, you know, you you could be the mayor. You know, you can fill the void, and then he turns around and goes, "I'd like to fill her void." <laughs> you know, things like that. Or he's like, uh, "She's like, you're the, you're the best role model a young person may have. You're the best person uh, an old person could have." Uh, let me put this button on. Yeah, let me get it on. That he's like pressing against her breast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like all that sort of. St- or when Catwoman mm. turns up and he's like, uh, he's like, just the pussy I've been looking for. <laughs> So having a whale of
0: a time he's he just he looks brilliant he as does. well like all the, busy, all this the makeup constant <laughs> goo coming out <laughs> it, This just like black and green yeah. like pus and stuff and that last bit where he's dying is it? Like, i just need a gold glass.
1: <laughs> water. Um but like again you like Michelle Pfeiffer's again like full of great performances, you know, Christopher Walken, you know. Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed up like Batman, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer fantastic, you know. All the all these kind of characters. But then again, you you're looking at Danny DeVito the whole time. Nah, you a he film he show- with
0: essentially three villains in. Yes. Like he doesn't suffer from Spider-Man 3 no, syndrome.
1: No, to be fair, like yeah, and Interestingly enough, like Max Shrek is like a you know it's not even a, a comic book character. No. He's like an original character, but it kind of works given yeah. the kind of scheme. Um, and Catwoman, Catwoman's there, and she's again a very different version of Catwoman. Yeah. A very not the classic version mm. of Catwoman, but it kind of works.
0: Like, it's even more iconic.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. And again, and again and they still sh-
0: haven't. You know, and they haven't got it right since. No,
1: like there's been Halle Berry and there's been arguably i I'd, I'd argue that. Anne Hathaway's Catwoman is quite a direct translation. It's a direct translation, but, but it's not as interesting. Forgettable. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's not as yeah. iconic. It's nowhere near as you know,
0: iconic. You you uh, when, when you talk about sort of uh, movie characters, hmm. nobody ever goes that Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's,
1: not, it's not the first one on the list. No. is it? it's now it never comes up. But no, I, I love him. I think I love. I mean, it's it's quite a creepy plot <laughs> as well. It is. You you realise that that like you know you've got all these like Thanos tries to in, eliminate all life and the universe for Batman Returns the penguin wants to drown children <laughs> <laughs> wants to drown babies and there's a bit where the clown's like penguin you know drowning little children I think that's a bit he's like <laughs> shoots and he goes no it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> Just it's one of the sharpest scripts I've, I've ever yeah. I've ever and I, I I think I almost watch it every Christmas because oh, it, it's one. It's absolutely one of my favorites. I watched it here, I think, a few yeah. a few months ago because it was we were just a bit bored. We were like, just put it on. It's fun. Um, <laughs> just brilliant, and and it's a lot of fun. I always have a lot of fun with it. I mean, even speaking of like drowning children, even the the opening um, has the his parents because he he's born yeah. kind of you know deformed he and has fingers so eats a cat man. eats a cat and then they try and drown him. Yeah, and then <laughs> the penguins raise him i guess <laughs> it's not really clear
0: <laughs> he joins a circus you know you've been to- you're talking about mystique like you don't need to know do yeah you? don't need all to you know. need to know is that like he's now the penguin <laughs> brilliant
1: like it's it's almost like it's almost like the plot is quite dense <laughs> but you don't kind of care or, or pay that much attention yeah. you understand it you get it but like, I, there's a lot of lines from uh, from like Christopher Walken that I'm just I don't even listen to because they're just not they're just plot. It's just like exposition, exposition. And then, but then when the Penguin talks about like you know filling people's voids, <laughs> I'm more interested yeah. in hearing that. <laughs> Do you want some lotion, scented or unscented? <laughs> you know all this stuff. It's so much fun, and I have I have a blast every time I watch it. But again, like that's that's the reason I didn't put it in mind, because he's not like a director. Yeah translation but still like you said very very iconic and totally unforgettable and and you know who who knows if we do get apparently um Josh Gad of uh, Frozen oh, I, 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 yeah. and Beauty and the beast fame and book of mormon book of mormon yes yeah. exactly, as well um so, so he's uh, apparently kind of he keeps tweeting about the penguin various things yeah. like pictures and what have you so i think he's trying good to actor. yeah i'd i'd be interested I'd, I'd go for it i'd go yeah. for it you know i could i could see him he's kind of got He's um, got a great vocal range. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a bit of a kind of. Um, I think he could pull off the grotesquerie. Yeah, and very I think well. he'd, be, he'd do it quite camp. Yeah, like. I think so too. I think I, th- I, I, I th- hope they would go for a slightly more grotesque. Mm. I think you have. I think you have to do something with the penguin because I think the, the classic suit version is not all that interesting. I've, Unless you just mafiaed him up a little bit more, yeah, like
0: Italian American, mm, like, yeah, and made him, you know, like. Uh, if I mean, it was like a Tony Soprano esque sort of.
1: I mean, people do apparently people like the. I, I've not seen a lot of it. I've seen the first season, but people like the gotham version yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of the penguin. He's kind of a lot slimmer and younger, but he does have. a... They break his leg, and he's kind of got a waddle, and they're like, "You look like a penguin." He's like, "Yeah," and like stamps him and stuff. But mm. I'm not a huge fan of that show. But I can I can see why people would like it and like that interpretation. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's a phenomenal performance. And I, I could just watch clips of, of, of him from... I don't even have to watch the full movie. I could just yeah. watch clips of him on YouTube and just enjoy. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> on to my number one now, because I think we've... Yeah. We've covered everything. So I've picked this one, kind of a little bit to do with the kind of Christopher Reeve thing. There's a lot of characters out there that I think genuinely people either find dull or boring or uninteresting for, for various reasons, like possibly writing or, you know, I think there's a lot of kind of people that don't read comics that can take certain characters and go... Oh, it looks boring. Like I I used to think Thor was boring until I read him. And I actually yeah. think he's amazing. But and Superman as well. Like you say, oh they're dull, da, da, da. You kind of fall into these kind of camps. But then I read those characters, I love them. And the same can be said for this character. And I think the actor involved has brought like this this is the character I see on the page. And he's You're a badass, a he's it, honest, yeah. he's Simply the best. He's the linchpin of his universe. And it's Chris Evans as Captain America, the first Avenger... Like I think it's. am glad, glad he's
0: been mentioned. Yeah, because
1: yeah. I, I think I, th- I actually like a lot of people talk about Robert Downey Jr. and he is. Robert Downey Jr. is just Robert Downey Jr. Though, yes. isn't he? And, it, and it, but it works well. it fits the character. Fits the character yeah. very well. Like you know, like Fraser, like Kelsey yeah, Grammer yeah. Beast, it fits really well. And Marv, you know, Mickey Rourke as Marv, but with this one, it's for me. It is. He brings so much kind of genuine honesty to the character Mm. and you you have to think about way back when when Captain America was about to come out in internationally it was going to be known as the first Avenger Mm. because people were worried that a name like Captain America would not sell very Mm. well overseas which is understandable knowing America's past Mm. and their history and it could be seen as kind of jingoistic and very rah-rah America, How, however, when that was released, and again, the thing is, the character could be written like that, mm. easily be written like that, it could be like, it could be kind of Rambo Part yeah. 2, kind of like, America, you know, Team America mm. sort of thing, fuck yeah, you know, but the, the genuine honesty, and the truth, and the, and it's, again, like, I, I relate this to Christopher Reeve, because, like, it's hard to get such a genuinely good person on screen... Mm. And have it be believable, yeah. Like true. to to have though to have a character that doesn't have any flaws or a dark mm. side, and to and to get people to believe that, to be, get people yeah. on board with that—that that someone is that good or that nice or that honest, or they don't have a, an agenda mm. or an ulterior motive—to convince people of that, especially on the big screen, not just only in a comic, you know, is hard work. Yeah, and I think Chris. Evans absolutely nails that. And he, you know what? Another one of his performances was great as well, which was him as the Human Torch. Yeah. I think well, he was one of the better things yeah. in, those, in those movies, in the Fantastic Four movies that he did. But it's, yeah, it's like, he's so relatable. You know, he starts, like for me, he's a skinny, asthmatic, bullied kid. Yeah. You know, that's, for me, that's very relatable. And, and, he, and, and, and I'm behind him 100% of the way. He's got, he's got a need and a desire. And again, it, they make it quite clear. The writing of the film is very, like, have to give it to the writers. Yeah. And I think they've written all the Captain America movies. They don't make it about beating up Germans or mm. they don't make it about, like, because even asked him, like, oh, you want to kill lots of Germans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to shoot them? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I just don't like bullies. Mm. I'm trying to save people. I want to, I want to help. I want to do something. Yeah. I want to make a difference. You know, I think we can all get behind that as well and again like it's just so well written and again he's there's so many kind of little touches he has and, and I think it's hard for... I think it was a challenge for Chris Evans to convince people and convince himself that this was a character he could play. Because I think he dropped out initially. This, they offered him it and he said no. And then they came back around and they convinced him. Yeah. He's like, OK, yeah, I think I can do this. I think I can... Because he was worried about his career and already yeah. playing a superhero and that didn't go so well last time. So I think he... He just embodies it. He just is Captain America to me. And and I know for a fact that you you're not the biggest fan of Captain America, however since we've had all these run of Marvel films, how do you feel about Captain America now? After seeing that portrayal how, what would you say about the character? Do you like know more
0: I I, it? I I was in half a mind of including Chris Evans in, in it. Mm-hmm. I think he's done such a wonderful job of making what could be described as too wholesome yes. of, of a character and my only critique uh, mm-hmm. not to knock your Go on. Number one, yeah. but I think the the thing which they got wrong in the movies was I didn't believe his undying friendship to Bucky. to bookie, yeah. Um, but that's yeah. that's not his doing. No, I just don't think I don't I, I don't even know if the chemistry between those two was good enough to uh, to
1: transcend yeah. transcend six movies. Yeah, I think f- for me, I'd agree. Yeah, I, I don't think if they didn't spend enough time on it. Yeah, you know, I don't think they spent enough time together. Yeah, either because there was it was like, okay, I'm going away to war. Okay, I'm away for war. Oh, I've been captured. Oh, you're back. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. And then the second one, brainwashed. Oh, I can see you a little bit, but I'm not actually not sure if that's true or not. I might remember. I might not remember. I think
0: I think with Winter Soldier, they should have had um, more moments of flashbacks.
1: Yeah, I think so too. moments, just... Because I, I think there's only one flashback in that movie yeah. and I think we could have done with a bit more. Yeah. I actually think his Captain America's friendship with Falcon and Iron Man was a lot stronger. Yeah, I did. Um, I never... It, it was
0: my biggest critique about yeah. Uh, Civil War. Was that like I went...
1: You don't believe it?
0: I, I don't believe it. I no. don't know if he would...
1: Go to the end of the line.
0: Go to the end of the line for this person. Peggy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, sure. That's there. That. Yeah, I sure. believe that. I believe that at the yeah. end of Endgame that that's what he decided And to again, do. he's
1: probably spent more time with Peggy in that first movie than he yeah. ever spent with, with Bookie. And I think that's and again she she's a well, that you know she very well could have made the list mm. um very close to making the list but yeah just uh, yeah i agree with you there that that whole thing but in the comics you know he's only he's really he was only really resurrected maybe 10 years ago yeah. just just over 10 mm. years ago so so he's been dead since yeah. uh, thirty nine or forty, yeah. Yeah. Uh, technically, technically, he's been dead since then, or t- mm. since the sixties at the very least. So he, he would come back and be like, "Oh no, he's a robot. Oh no, he's a he's an actor. Oh no, he's a clone." Or oh, again, there there is that kind of longing and that friendship in it, and obviously in the, in that time, there's been a lot of flashbacks mm. and stories telling their adventures in World War Two, and and I think we could have had another movie of of World War Two flashbacks. Yeah. I think we should you know we could have had a, like a Baron Zemo storyline yeah, um but, but back worked. in the forties,
0: thirties, forties. but he's a damn fine actor, this, this happens, and I think he what he's done to to propel that character into a believable, likable
1: What you know hero. what you know what used to surprise me? When I used to do kids' birthday parties, mm-hmm. one of the most popular characters in an English birthday party, yeah. in a UK-based birthday party, it's Captain America. Yeah. And and for me as a kid, like I always liked the character, and I was never like, oh yeah, America. Ooh, I I just like the character because he is. Yeah. I think uh, even Chris Evans described him. He's he's not rah rah America. He's just he's like he's more like Captain Good. Yeah. You know, more than Captain. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be the same person no matter where you put him yeah. in the world. He'd still be he'd still be Steve Rogers. He wouldn't necessarily be Captain America. But he'd be Steve Rogers in some form. And he was the most popular. That always surprised me like even more than batman superman all those hulk you know spider-man maybe probably uh, beaten a little bit but one of the more popular characters was captain america and that and that just goes to show the amount of work and that pays off when you put your kind of the writing the right talent the right people in front and behind mm. the camera to bring something to life that gravitates to adults and children mm. alike they will just imbibe that character become mm. that character or even dress up as that character you know um you know there's even canadians i, I knew a canadian who would dress up as well mm. as captain america so it goes it's beyond the it's beyond america it's it, it doesn't even matter that america's in the name it's just who that character is. And I think Chris Evans and the Marvel Cinematic Universe have done an amazing job and his story and the way they've ended his story, I think, is really nice as well. At the end of Endgame, it's it, it blows my mind yeah. that, that we can have such a, an honest and he has, he's not like he's grown as well. He's mm. not, he's not as like you know, it's not like oh, we can't swear, you know, all that sort of mm. stuff, or mind your language, all that stuff. He, he does swear in the mm. last film, he has yeah. grown, he's changed. He's, he is a bit more cynical because, in the cynical world that we live in, it is hard to believe yeah. that someone with that kind of power. You know, I've, I think I've said this in a, a previous podcast about Superman. You know, Man of Steel makes a bit more sense mm. to me because we would be cynical. We would be yeah, yeah. if it, if an alien comes down and goes, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna help out." You go, "What's his agenda? Yeah, what's what's he got to do? What why is he doing this?" And I think with that, we we if we find it very hard to believe those, like said, yeah. wholesome characters and what they're doing and why they're doing it. So so yeah, and um, and Chris Evans. Like, has absolutely put his all into this yeah. performance and absolutely just knocked it out of the park as well. And he gives a good speech as well. No, he does. He gives like, a great like, speech. And again, that could come off as cheesy. Yeah. That could come off as so cheesy and so preachy and so horrible. Um, You know, this is day and age of, you know, Twitter politics mm. and all that. But it doesn't. It comes from a genuine place. They even make jokes for me in Endgame, like, oh, yeah, he's good at this, isn't he? He's, yeah. good, at, he's good at the speeches. So, yeah, and... It's it's brilliant, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't be more happy with the casting. And if if they never cast another Captain America, I'd be happy.
0: I'm not going to go see a Falcon Captain America
1: movie. What? No, sounds nice. no Falcon's great. Falcon's great. You don't like the actor. No. <laughs> you don't like Anthony Mackie, no. <laughs> huh? I, 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 I've hurt Locker fame. <laughs> you don't you don't really like War, War Machine either that much, do you? No. Kind of the kind of sidekick, kind of friends. So, I mean, oh, I'm not a giant Iron Man fan. Either. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Like uh, like robot people. <laughs> robot, robot people. Robot people don't 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 interest me as much. You like the monsters, don't you? Ah, like like, like But I mean, in a I way, like he's monsters. Kind of, he's yeah. kind of.
1: He's not really that much. Yeah. Of a robot, arguably, but uh, but I know, I know what you mean. I mean, I think maybe you should check out Doom Patrol, which is, has robot man in it. Who has the brain. One is played by Brendan Fraser and he's got a brain inside a robot body, but he ends up having all the bits destroyed. So he's kind of a bit of a robot mm. monster, a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe not, maybe not for you then. <laughs> So, that was our top five, guys. I kind of reached out very quickly today to see if there was anybody else who would give us a top five as well. So, let's have a look. So, I Am Jack's Musings has got back to us in no particular order, his five. Heath Ledger Joker, which we talked about. Yeah. Which we yeah. talked about for, you know, it is, it is a good performance, but we kind of excluded it for various we reasons. We all know it's a great performance. We all know. We everybody, all knows. Everybody, knows. Knows. everybody knows. Your cat knows. Everybody knows. Mike, Mickey Rourke as Marv, yeah. which we talked about. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Now here's one we haven't talked about: Jackie Earle Haley Rorschach in The Watchmen. Very kind of deep and grizzly.
0: However, difficult role to do. Difficult
1: role again, again in a full face mask. Yeah, yeah. For the yeah. majority of the film, in a full face mask, yeah. and he and he it does. It's a good performance, really. And again, like yeah. it's it's hard to probably get a lot of emotion mm-hmm. out of. Yeah. That kind of damaged kind of persona mm. that he has, but he he nails it and it, and again i I actually didn't really think of that I didn't come to mind, yeah. but now they've now he said that I would, and then again, Hugo weaving as v yeah, so good, good stuff, and the other person um who got back to us was twentieth century geek at twentieth century geek on Twitter, top five again in no particular order was one I was going to include. Carl Urban as Judge Dredd. Yeah, great, great performance. Again, mostly covered. Mostly covered yeah. face as well, again. Um, the
0: Raid comic book movie.
1: Oh yes, very much The Raid. Um weirdly out the same. It must they, they mustn't have known yeah, about yeah. each other though. they can't have known about each other
0: good film yes good uh, Lena, uh, Lena Headey is a good oh yeah the, She's uh, the, uh, well, Mar,
1: Mar, Mad Ma or something yeah, like that something weird. like that can't remember the name Chris Evans as Captain America another one we've talked about uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool yeah not as Green Lantern yeah. no not <laughs> 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 as Green Lantern uh, here's another one I was going to include as well. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Um, I think she's very iconic now. Um, I think she manages to kind of capture all those kind of the strong, yeah. the sensitive, and stunning, stunning uh, character. Is an interesting one. Um, I've talked about in a previous podcast. Alec Baldwin, The Shadow. Oh,
0: yeah, you love
1: that. I've not seen that yet. Yeah, it's good. You should watch yeah, that as well. I do love Alec like Baldwin. Oh, you would. You'd love it. I think yeah. It's so. Much, it's it's like Batman, but with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. If that doesn't sell it to you. Yeah. So uh, did you have any anybody else that didn't make the list? Any actors that didn't make um,
0: the list? I, I want to um, give a big shout out to Chris Hemsworth's Thor. Yes. Because out of all the characters of the Avengers, that's the hardest to do. I think so. so yeah. But that, I think a lot of that lies down to Kenneth Branagh.
1: Yes. I think I think that was a good that was a good first movie as well, I think. Yeah. And and it's grown as well, like like Captain America, and again this is another character like, like the most
0: popular one, isn't yeah, it? Now, yeah, now
1: like they vote recently in Thor I think it was not long after Infinity War mm. and everyone voted. And if someone told me that Thor would come out the top on the list of Avengers, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have said yeah. Thor. I would have said Iron Man or Captain America, maybe Hulk. Mm. Um Thor would at least have been a three or a four down yeah. the list. Easy.
0: And Matt Ruffalo's Hulk really, really good. Mm. Didn't get the ending. I think he deserved. No, maybe not. Um, but just my final one, who just came to me for all of this. Who kind of kicked it all off? Mm. Willem Dafoe.
1: Yes, oh. nice one. Yeah.
0: Like I, I'm, I'm surprised he's only just come to. Like Will, yeah. Willem Dafoe's Green, Green Goblin, Goblin. Pro- wonderfully that, mad. Oh,
1: that now when you talk about camp and cheese, yeah. that is all camp and yeah, cheese. Yeah. But it's the great like the scene where he's talking to himself in the mirror. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that, and he's one of my favorite actors as well. Yeah. He's, he's such a unique talent, and uh, Alfred Molina as well. Is Dr. Yeah, Redford. I am surprised. I yeah. am
0: very surprised he is not in your top. Really? Okay. Yeah, I okay. thought he was going to be a given. Yeah, well, do I, know how much I love do Spider-Man love I do love
1: Spider Man too. I do love Spider Man too. too, and I love the yeah. He's got a great arm. Oh yeah. my goodness! I've just forgotten my favorite? Go
0: on. JJ uh, uh, Jonah Jameson.
1: Oh, of course. <laughs> Cause we've been thinking superheroes, haven't we? I've said. Yeah, as a like comic book portrayal Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, uh, let it be known, my booby <laughs> prize number six would uh, would be. Um, J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. J. J. K. Simmons J. K. Simmons is J. Jonah. And again,
1: like you said, not replaced. No, not been replaced. And in fact, he's actually played J. Jonah Jameson in various animated car- yeah. Spider-Man cartoons. Because again, they can't replace him. Yeah. And even when somebody else plays it, it's not right. My suggestion, if they're going to recast uh, J Jonah Jameson, my suggestion would be the Ice Cube because if you watch Twenty One Jump, Jump Street, if you watch Twenty One Jump Street. If you want someone tearing a new asshole into yeah. somebody, yeah, I think I think Ice Cube would be perfect. I'd I wouldn't go down that line.
0: I'd have like a Larry David.
1: <laughs> that I would
0: buy, but like a shouty Larry yeah. David.
1: Oh my god. Oh, brilliant! That I, I would, I would pay good money to see that. Just, just the scene of that. just yeah. a, Even a scene. Didn't even. Didn't J.K. Simmons even play J. Jonah Jameson in The Simpsons? He did. Yeah. Or a version yeah. of J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he does. Because it's just like it, that's for, for that actor. It's just iconic. I think that and Whiplash, yeah, um, probably his most two most iconic roles. I think and quality, quality performances. Um, I'm going to go through a few of mine. I think I've already mentioned most of them. Here's one I really want to include. This is a very close one. You mentioned Hugh Jackman. We talked we... about Wolverine Origins. One of the saving graces yeah. of Wolverine oh, yeah, Origins yeah, yeah, yeah. is Liev Schreiber. Will I am? <laughs> <laughs> no, not Will I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lee of Schreiber as Victor Creed slash Sabertooth is the is the best thing in it. Yeah, easily the best Great thing actor. in it. He's you know he, he doesn't again not given that much, mm. but the stuff he has is mm. just brilliant. Like he's he's deliciously evil. He's. You know, but it's I, I quite like the kind of brother aspect. It's yeah. not in the comics, technically. It's not in the comics, they're not related in any way. But it does work. It does. That it does, that yeah. one thing does work. I love the, the intro where they're growing up, going through the wars yeah, and everything. I yeah. think that's really good. That's one of the, the better things in it, mm. and that he teams up with him in the end. Again, Gambit shites, Blob shites, all the other kind of mutant shit's rubbish. But the stuff with him, Deadpool mm. especially, but stuff with of Schreiber... He's brilliant, um, and I think he's a quality quality villain in that film. And it's a real shame they didn't bring him back. I yeah. thought maybe they might bring him back for Logan in a, yeah. in a form, mm. in some sort of way. You know, I, I didn't think he'd turn up in the Samurai th- one, the the Wolverine. Yeah. But I, I thought maybe they'd bring him back for Logan, maybe hopefully, but they didn't. Oh well, well that's it. And yes, uh, one more uh, Michael Chiklis as the Thing. Yeah, because uh, I think was I, I think he market. was like he he. um he said, "I'll only do it if I get a suit. I don't want it to be CGI. I absolutely do not want it yeah. to be CGI. And and it adds a it adds a bit of realism yeah, to it. Does. It's a bit of fun. And again, like he does, look a bit like a, a mutant ninja turtle. But, yeah, um, four stick. Yeah, exactly. Where he's not got any, he's not got uh, a rocky penis or a, <laughs> or, or any pants, yeah. uh, any underpants. But um, but yeah, um, that's I think that's been a that's been quite a good one. Yeah, I, good one. I, I think uh, I think we've got a good." Even if we haven't included them in our top yeah, five, yeah. I think we've at least mentioned discussed them, yeah. Some of them big, biggest, baddest ones, the best ones that we could think of. It might there may even be, you know, a chance to do maybe another top five. Yeah. yeah there's, definitely. there's so at many to top talk three about. Yeah, yeah. We could do, or we could do we could do some. I, I I almost included Blade as well. Wesley Snipes' Blade, yeah. Yeah. which would have been good. But again, I, f- I felt that was a little too different from yeah, the original yeah. interpretation mm. of character. Still great. Still very iconic. Mm. Like put Blade on the map, really. Um, as, as you know, I didn't think of all the first Marvel movies, the serious Marvel movies yeah. that we're going to make. Blade would be one, and Blade would have a trilogy, two great films and one yeah. not so great. Crazy to believe that just one, like one, all it takes sometimes is one performance. Mm to just gravitate a film and, you know, iconic performance and then whoosh, sequels, 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 more and more and more. Because they don't they don't know when they first do it they're going to get sequels after sequels, you know. Mm. I don't think Hugh Jackman thought he'd be in, you know, 12 yeah, X-Men movies or how many he did, 9 or 10. Mental, absolutely mental. But I think we'll leave it there for the day. This has been really good. Thank you very much for scheduling some time in Not to, a problem. To, to be on the show. Shall we let people know where to find yourself? or And I'll, I'll, I'll do my bit.
0: Um, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under the handle at NathRichSmith.
1: Nice, nice one. Um, and me you can find on Facebook at Secret Balls, if you type that in the search bar on Twitter at Dan underscore Bores and uh, I am on Instagram now so that's Spider Dan Secret Bores, I believe all in one word and um, the podcast is available on Podbean iTunes Stitcher Spotify YouTube and many 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 more thanks again for being another guest yet again um, it's been fun I hope you enjoy your time in Dubai I will do thank you very much <laughs> bye bye guys bye bye